What's weird about that is I was I was about to say you're on drugs and I stopped <laughs> myself and you said it so here we are expressing Yo, both sides of our ourselves. Me think. Welcome everybody. What made me think of that was um was I I watched that HBO movie, a documentary on OxyContin, and it, it was really really fucked up. Um. It was really, really fucked up because it just shows that you could, you could, you could do whatever you can to ease someone's pain, as long as you don't, as long as you don't give them too much comfort. That's wow. what I got. Out, that was the message that I got out of that. That sounds really fucked up because it just showed how. Um, well, I forgot the name of that family that that owned the drug, but they they just pushed so much on on pain medication because it was basically they just pushed the new morphine. They pushed doctors to push it on their patients, and they had salespeople. They had they had parody commercials of hip hop songs. Shit was crazy. Shit, they had parody commercials of hip hop songs. There was Damn. there was some shit. There's some shit that they like. I think they started that shit in like West Virginia. It's just you just take advantage of people wanting. What I got from it was you just take advantage of people wanting to feel better in any way. At first, it starts off as medication for like pain, pain, like physical pain. Right, hurt your And then, then it, then eventually, it, it, once the, that pain is gone, you're addicted to that feel good. And then it becomes, I just want to feel good. And the funny thing about like Halle Berry, uh, Monsters Ball. <laughs> yeah, just just make me feel good. Look, okay. I'll have to segue for a second. Is although if I were to just watch it and it wasn't Halle Berry, and and this person said that just like that, how she said it. I wouldn't be that attracted to it. And I wouldn't like my my honestly, my dick wouldn't be out to that. Cause the way that she said that and then her character, I was just like, ah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah, yeah, I'm good. But for some reason you see two 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 great actors acting out Relations. Like in, like lower class or what we what we see as lower class and and how they would kind of cope with a certain experience then it's all good it's funny that shit is funny yeah it was well, good. but i feel like we're we're gonna continue our talk from last week already about yeah. about pain and yeah. um I, I had sent you a video so this is talking about feeling good. We were talking because we spoke last week or last time about how the, really the norm is—I don't want to say suffering and pain, but 
there is that. That's kind of that's kind of the main level, and then yeah. anything above that is unique, and that's why people chase that because it's out of the ordinary. Um, so, and neither one is bad or good. Um, As, yeah. Um, but what this video I, 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 that we both watched focused on um, basically choosing to be hurt. Now there's, but not, you can't choose not to hurt. Like if you break a bone or if you tear a muscle or something, like that's going to hurt. The, the, right. the choice is suffering. So pain, just, it is what it is. Suffering, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, would we be controversial to say it's a choice? But isn't it though? Because how can someone go through the same thing and go, yeah, it wasn't that bad? You know what I mean? Maybe people's thresholds are different. Right. Um, it, it, it's what, however you perceive it. You know what I mean? So I was writing, um, working on my book today, and I didn't even think about this until recently. Well, really until today. I hadn't thought about it in a long time. One of the trips I took to Philadelphia when we had the old studio in Tarot, mm-hmm. um, I hurt my knee the night before we went. And I think me and Pat went. And I still went. And it hurt like a mm. bitch. I think I had a broken knee. Mm. And I went. And I like we took the train and like was having muscle spasms and like I really couldn't get out of my chair. Like and it was a bit but and I'm not saying this for any heroic purposes, but it was that thing where I was working, when I was writing today, I was like, oh, it's kind of related to that, where it's like, the pain was going to be there. Right. So I was like, do I, would I rather have the pain and just stay where I was, or do I want to make this trip because it was kind of where I wanted to go in the future? It was like a, I don't want to even say a small price to pay, but it was. To me, it's like I'd rather go make this trip because it's going to hurt either way. So let's go do this and accomplish something rather than just go, okay, well, we can't do that now. Like, it's well, just things like that. So, I mean, but that could be on any kind of level. It could be on an emotional level as well. Well, yeah, that's. I think that's really what the video was portraying was that you can accept the physical pain. You, I mean, and even in that physical pain, it still can be measured. So, mm-hmm. it, and it can be measured in comparison to someone else or something else. So there are so your perception of pain will determine whether or not you're suffering, or whether you accept that it just is what it is. And that was a perfect example. You're hurt, but you still get it done. Um, you could make excuses for not doing something or you could just do it even if it if it sucks Mm -hmm. but the sucking part (laughs) is actually more of a perception because whereas in anything that we do we we can compare and contrast based on our acknowledgement of the truth or of, of our truths or 
the acknowledgement of someone else's truth and how they deal with it. And then that is what creates the choice. The choice mm. shows you that, oh, I could continue to feel this way mm-hmm. or I could move towards that other option. Now, how we deal with even that is another layer because what also can end up happening is once you acknowledge that there is another option, the easiest thing to do to be lazy about pursuing that other option is to blame the option. Is to actually say, how dare you not do what I'm doing? Misery loves company. How dare you not suffer as I'm doing? But even even in happiness, we do, yo, we do the same shit in fucking happiness. Because what we try to do is like acknowledging that someone is in pain or is suffering or sad, whatever, whatever, whatever aspect you want to say that is opposite to what it is. What what you can offer is the way out. That's what influence is, is offering another Mm -hmm. alternative to what you might not necessarily perceive. Because you just haven't. You, you just haven't wished to accept things for what they are right. or what they could be because there is, it could, but it could be, there's always a, but, and people forget that. And Pee Wee Herman didn't forget it. No, he did not. Because he said, big but, but what everybody has a big, butt. yep. Come on, Simone. Let's talk about your big butt. <laughs> yes. I love that that movie actually was very deep. And people don't, I don't know if people get that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so to your story, um, I, I watched um, a podcast. Yes, it was a Joe Rogan podcast. Hate me now if you want. Because I know that why, there will be people are, that wish to. Why are people hating on Joe Rogan now? I don't know because he's successful. Because oh. oh. he's successful. Actually, I think it's because he talks to all kinds of people. Exactly. No matter what. And that's what makes him. That's what makes him su- successful in his. That's that's what I'm saying is not successful as you you have a lot of money. I'm saying successful as you are choosing to acquire so much knowledge about different things. And you're mm-hmm. not trying to, to, to basically be narrow-minded and shit. Because to me, narrow-minded is pain. Narrow-minded is is poor. Narrow-minded because even the idea of poor is a perception. Mm-hmm. I've gone. I've been to fucking Asia, and poor is a perception. Yeah, it's a construct of what we deem as society or civilization. Right. If you separate yourself from that, so on the Joe Rogan podcast, there was a um, an author, I forgot his name, y'all can watch the podcast, but he wrote a book called um, Comfort Crisis. Okay, I've heard about this. And it was what we've been talking about for the past few weeks, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's It's, we've gotten softer, we've wanted things way more rapid, and we're not willing to work for things. And I, what I realized even in the week 
leading up to that and all the stuff that we talked about and just the synchronicity of of now we're sifting through uh through life and grasping on to ideas that work for us and that that's how we're supposed to do because you uh, everything is possible and even what we talked about the last uh, on monday everything mm-hmm. is possible you just have to just let it happen because if you don't let it happen then you have pain right well what it, what is happening is or what where the suffering comes from is the um the difference between what is and what you would like to be mm-hmm. the old well i say the old because i'm so used to it but the thought of if you look at things if you live as if things are the way you wished they were mm-hmm. things are much easier than and by the way i'm guilty of this so you know but this is part of our podcast i think a lot of it is one, we've always said this is for us. It really isn't yeah. for everybody else. But a lot of what I like to do when we do this podcast is it makes me think about myself. And I do that quite a bit where, you know, I will, there are things, certain aspects that I will choose suffering and know that I am and going, why? Like, just because you have this, this perceived disparity, look at those mm-hmm. big words. Um, between what it is you would like to be and what is. And now, I didn't like in the video that, that they said, like, you know, don't expect the impossible. I, I'm not a big fan of that because who knows what you think is impossible. Exactly. I've had things that I thought were impossible happen and go, wow, that's crazy. But the thing is, but the interesting thing about it was, it's not something I expected. But once again... But that's why it happens because, by the way, this is not some, like, secret bullshit where you're like, you know, sit on your couch and everything will happen. This is a literal leave it alone, let it do its own thing. Interesting thing. There's a friend that I've been reacquainted with recently, and I hadn't talked to them for maybe almost eight, nine years. And we picked up right where we left off, friendship-wise. And I needed to talk to them. Like, I really did, because their perspective, like, they were always so cool with me and had this non-judgmental outside perspective that I could talk Mm -hmm. to them about anything. And we have been talking to each other. but, But what's interesting is, and I don't mean this in any form of disrespect, but I wasn't thinking about this person every day. I really was. I mean, I thought about them because they're a friend of mine. But it's not, right. you know, it's just someone that I happen to know. And then you get out of touch for years. And But but see, that's what's interesting about it is around this time, I needed someone to talk to. And that person popped up. Now, was that my own doing? I mean, yes and no. You know what I mean? Um. Because you could, you could say the fact of non-interaction um, would put people back in touch. Because what, if we did, then there wouldn't be the need and there would, right. it would just be different. But then I, I'm not saying 
there was a need, but it's like, it's, it's, once again, it's one of those unexpected things where you're like, I'm really, you know, I talked to them today and I said, you know, I'm, I admitted, I'm like, I'm really glad to be back in touch with you again. It's, you know, it's good to have these conversations uh, with someone that's not, you know, in your daily life that's caught up in everything you are. But anyway, but, but also talking to this person, um, it's making me see that about myself where, where I'm going, am I, am I choosing the negative? Like you and I have talked about this a million times. Anyone that mm-hmm. knows me and for people that don't, like I, I'm realizing I'm quite a bit different than I used to be. And I don't want to say in a bad or good way, it's different, but I'm starting not to like it. And only because I don't like how I'm thinking about things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I've realized that I've shifted how I, how I think about things and I'm choosing to think of things in a way that I typically wouldn't Mm -hmm. like an old me. I like how you're reframing that. Cause you could fill in a blank on everything that you say. I like, I like that. It's a mad lib, but it, but I get it. Um, yes. To what you were saying now, I'll, I'll fill in my own blanks to that. Cause to what you were saying, when related to the subject of pain, we're not dismissing pain. We're not even dismissing suffering because it happens within all of us. We all we all have suffering. It's just levels of suffering, and 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 whether or not we we choose to continue to tolerate our own suffering. And remember, suffering can be light, and suffering can be extremely heavy. It's like pain can be light and extremely heavy. There are there are always spectrums to the the whole process of life, and how we value certain things is based on pain, on how much we can endure, how much we choose to suffer from things that we know that we can think about it. Anytime you overcome something and you look back at it and you're like, oh, I don't, I, I don't, we always say, I don't feel the same way about this that I felt when I was going through it. Felt, felt, and feeling is external and internal. And that's what's funny is that's all that that's all that shifts is your percep- perception. Yeah, exactly. And that that can change on a dime. So if you if you talk about say an old situation, maybe an old you know uh, living situation or a relationship, it's like the pining thing. You know what I mean? Like if you just like, I mean I can understand that. I mean you 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 may be deeply you know connected to someone. But also you can, you do have that choice of how to perceive it. Yeah. Where it's like, if you had an old, like, it's like an old, well, why do people stay in bad situations? They're used to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, that's their, they're feeling something. But it's so also their perception. That, it's also their perception of the situation. And, and that some makes people it think, yes, because some people think, oh, this is, this is what I'm worth. And so this is, this is appropriate. This is the appropriate amount of suffering for the way I look at because other people, it's also, it's, it's like when people don't value 
themselves. I, I and I don't mean like in an ego way, because I think that's weird. Like a lot of people now are very, it's very egocentric. You know, it's like I'm all that matters, and you know, which is kind of a fucked up way to live. Because yeah. you know, you're not the only person. But plus, it it just doesn't make any sense. You you can't. You have to acknowledge others in order to acknowledge yourself. Right. But that being said, I think a lot of people put value on things uh, comparatively mm-hmm. and say, well, you know, why, you know, why, why don't I, I mean, you could even talk about social, it's why social media is so fascinating. It's like, why does this person get so many likes? And I, I, I don't get, you know, it's like, it's like when great art doesn't really get the respect that people mm-hmm. think it should get. It's like, I mean, I don't know, it's a, you know what I mean? Like, it just, that's just how it is sometimes. But also, a lot of that has to do with, 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 with your own perception mm-hmm. of it. And that's why people with egos, you know, that might be kind of inflated. I, I, I think there's a, there's an interesting aspect to the ego where it's, you, you can have that confidence but also you can have it in a trivial way. Did you see my post of Alan Watts quote that I put on Instagram today? Um, no. He, I, I don't know if you can pull it up, but he, yeah, he talked was... about, it's on my IG story, but if you, if you hold your finger on the screen, it'll, it'll stay put. Oh, so I, I think I did see it, but. But I like if you could read it. There's like two tweets that this this just it reinforced what I was thinking about this thing with the you know the perceptions. Yeah. Also, I want to move into expectations. Right. There's a sort of optimum middle where order and randomness go together. This that's bars right there. This is what a master is looking for in in a work of art. The optimal combination of order and randomness. I would probably, instead of saying randomness, I, I just put chaos in there because everybody's so used to hearing that. Yes. So same thing. Okay, so let me say it one more time. There's a sort of optimum middle. Optimum middle. That's that's Young One's podcast. Where order and randomness go together. Uh, sorry, order and chaos go together. This is what a master is looking for in a work of art. The optimal combination of order and chaos. It's true though, because read, when we look at shit and okay, read and, the second part real quick. Sorry, the most difficult thing to do is hold to the is hold to the middle. Bars, so it gets better, keeps going. All right, it's like walking a tightrope. That is why the path of Buddhism is called the Razor's Edge. Wow. So, so what I'm See, talking about is. When I felt, okay, this is going to be weird to say, when I felt the most me, <laughs> there's a quote for you, I think it was around 2007, 2006. Hmm. This, these are our Miami days. Hmm. And someone wrote, remember when they wrote that article about me in Philadelphia Magazine? They said something interesting and they they, they reiterated that I was, when we pulled into Hit Factory in that, we had the rental van, 
and I have my own parking space. And I said something, I said, well, uh, you should see where I parked the Bentley or something just stupid. And he said, Simon takes none of this seriously. <laughs> Which, do you see the balancing act that was going on? Mm-hmm. Because I was flashy and arrogant, but I also knew that behind, it's almost like, if you ever seen The Office, this is what makes Ricky Gervais brilliant. When he did, especially the BBC office, mm-hmm. he was a bumbling idiot. But behind that chaos, like him creating it and playing mm-hmm. it, it's fucking genius. So, but he knows he's he's not taking any of it seriously. He's like, I'm going to show you how flawed and awkward everything yeah. is. And that's why it's so fucking brilliant. Yeah. Because it is flawed, but, and it's, and it's, it's self-aware, but it's self-aware of its flaws. It's not like, mm-hmm. cause like if you go out to like, this is what makes me laugh when people, especially social media, when people take shit so seriously, you know, and they like post, like they're trying to be hard and shit. It's like, I just try to imagine them like farting while they're sitting in a Ferrari or something. Or maybe they shit themselves a little bit. I don't know. But something like that where you're just like, come on, man. Come on. <clears throat> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, it's like I, when, I, when, I, when I did the interview yesterday on, a, on another podcast and I said I was talking about us like being in Miami and meeting with people that were at this like astronomical level. Mm-hmm. And I was making that analogy. I said, some people, you see it. Some people are, you might just be a nerdy, talented kid from your block in, in whatever city you're from. You might know who I'm talking about, but I won't say it. But, you, and you're fucking talented. But you start believing you're a fucking gangster, and it does not look cool. Because, like, that ain't you. That's not, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're like that nerdy, by the way, you're super successful and talented. Why isn't that good enough? But no, you gotta exactly. like cover it with all this other BS to like it's it's a it's a um it's make it's, you're making up for something. You're making up for for Well yeah, it's overcompensating. What, what you expect for yourself. Yeah. Like no, yeah, I exactly. should be at this level. I des I deserve don't get me into the deserving part. But um it's like, but it, but everybody expects it. So. Well, that that and that also goes into the pain thing. It's it's how much are we willing to endure? How much are we willing to actually go through and make sacrifices in order to change? Because all change is is seeing at first what you didn't want and then becoming that. Either way, once you acknowledge something, you will move towards it. Even in hate, you end up becoming what you hate. So whatever, so. Whatever you put energy into, you become. There are things that are easy to acknowledge and you move, you can maneuver around them. Other people may put energy into it, but you don't always have to. But trust in me, the more you put energy into something, the more you become it, the more you actually make it a part of you. If you hate something, that means that you've given it an amplitude of energy. If you love something, you've given that shit an amplitude of energy. So once you engage, you're hooked, you're locked. 
but then there are levels of how you choose a hook and lock. To me, love is an extreme and so is hate. So, so then we have love, we got like, we got appreciate, acknowledge, whatever. We got, you got all those little fucking factors that's saying the same thing. Your, your level of, um, of how, how much energy you give to it. Cause I think about this, if love and hate are the extreme, then explaining what you love and what you hate is saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that person that that is either going to acknowledge that they love it too or they hate it too, you're just giving the same energy. So you're attaching yourself. Because most, most people don't want to hear an argument. Most people don't want to have an argument. Most people want to, and if they do have an argument, it's because they are trying to hold on to their point of view of that mm-hmm. same thing, of that same so, exact thing. So they're, they're, therefore, it's relational. Exactly. That's what's funny. So it's like if you hate something about someone, well, that, like, why are you even bothering hating? Like, it, it's not even a part of you. Why are you making it a part of you? But I guess it is. It, it, it is a part of you thing is what i'm starting to understand even in understanding this what i'm saying i'm also understanding that it still is what it is because you need both you need the love and you need the hate because without one you don't even you can't even acknowledge that it is something it has to be and in order for it to have to be you have to acknowledge that it isn't or it might not be well, and this is this is where, you know, I think we could find a transition to to expectation because a lot of times this is what causes suffering is expecting things. It's like when people say when you love someone, do do things don't don't do shit with expectation. Like and if you look deep down, there may be there may be a very, very small you know, reason why you're doing, you know, I don't know. I mean, there could be reason, but that reason may not be expectation. It may not be like, oh, if I do this for them, you know, I, that that's what really ruins. Uh, 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 I want to say ruins because it doesn't have to ruin, but I think it does a lot of, uh, damn, I don't even know what the word would be. It, it just, it throws things in the mix that don't even need to be there. So think about, think about everybody's been through this. If you like someone, all you're doing is plotting and scheming. How do I get them to like me like I like them? Mm. How many times have people done that? We all have done it or do it. Yep. And then when you really think about it, the suffering comes from they'll never like me like I like them, right? Or whatever, or whatever you're thinking, or, you know, even if you it's know like it's a, fucked up. Yeah. You know what's fucked up about that is like, when people say that shit, and then once they get what they want, what happens? Why the they fuck you biting? Up. Yeah, or why, why are you biting? Why are you trying to be me? You can't be me. You can't fucking try to be me. That's exactly what fucking happens. It's like, you get what you want, but then because, so I, while you were saying what you were saying, it, it hit me because of what you were saying. 
um, and I think the definition of love and hate should be redefined as love is uh, is accepting. It is what it is. Hate is expecting. Oh. And there we go. Wait, let's change it to what what you can't wait. What to what to expect when you're accepting bars. Wow. Write that down. Um, yeah, because no, that's, you that accepting true. means you welcome. You shit is welcome. Yo, whatever you, you it want, is, whatever you want to exactly. You want you want to go, bro? Bring it in. <laughs> and, then, and even if even if you get fucked up, I still love you because you gave me an experience. Like that's the that's the crazy yeah. shit. Uh, like that's true love. It's, that's like true that, love. It's, it's it's unconditional. It's like nah. It's 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 never a no. It's oh, bring it in. Good. And, and and also accepting is we're I think we're tying we end up tying all these different philosophies together is when when we talk about rewriting the past when the mm -hmm. future writing the past that's what acceptance is yeah so if something you deem negative happens you know if someone you know someone in your family passes or whatever and then later you're like well you know what though i wouldn't have done this if that hadn't happened and mm -hmm. you could have done a good thing because of what happened now that doesn't take from the that that just gives it more meaning you accepted it and said well this happened but i went ahead and did this because what's crazy is if you oh shit if you hate that that happened and keep hating that that happened you just you're not gonna accept it right hold on one second okay good glitch yeah glitch glitch in the matrix uh i had a, I had, a, I had a brief thought maybe that's what caused the glitch um what if love is accepting and hate is denial? Well, yeah, that, yeah. Because, but because expectation, I get that, but expectation is denial too. It's denial right. of what is. Exactly. Because you're like, I don't like what is. I want this. I expect this. But it's interesting, and having a lot of expectations is don't get me wrong i've been guilty of it many 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 many, many we times. all have we all have we've been taught and, what christmas is right yes and so to me it's like it's it's almost like if you're posting clickbait on the internet yeah you're not doing that out of love like i saw this shit drives me nuts oh i mean like, you if people that's why we sorry that's I, I, I was just thinking about that about clickbait is you love hating so <laughs> it's the same fucking well you love you love hating yes but also i'm thinking also in the terms of like like there's a video like oh we 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 surprised um our fellow student who has down syndrome with a with a, a new pair of jordans now mm -hmm. I'm gonna be a dick, but y'all not doing that for that person. <laughs> y'all doing that for fucking clicks, and look what we yep. did. Yeah. Because if yeah. you really did it to be nice, take it off a fucking camera. People don't want right. to see that. Like the right. person doesn't want to see that. The person you're doing it for, they're like, sure, they're getting some dope shoes. Do it because you fucking want to. That's just, but, and then, I got so yo, I got but, so heated the other night. Talk, yo, but, talk about but, this my, shit. 
Hold on. My question is, why is it a big thing to give somebody else a pair of Jordans? Because that's really what because, it is. Well, because giving somebody because a lot of people go, well, they they couldn't afford nice shoes. They got laughed at because their shoes. Why don't you tell the person? Told them, why don't you tell the person that told them that laughed at them for their shoes? Hey, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Because they're they're already suffering. So and they probably get they beat at home, which sucks. Right. Or so. that person once you give them some Jordans, and then the the person that fucking told them that 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 their shoes were fucked up. You're just gonna steal their Jordans. Like, how's that? How's Jesus. that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but but what, I, what I'm sense. what I'm saying is like, it's 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 the real motivation. You know, do, make sure you're what you're doing. Right. Like, if you go do something nice, why do you need to show it? That that's the thing. That's expectation. You're you're not do, you're not doing that out of love. People do shit all the time that they, that they will never talk about. That's the way you do it. Cause you're not doing it for you. When you do it and you want people to know it's you, okay, I mean, there's good and bad in that. I saw a video where <laughs> Shaq bought uh, some people dinner at like a fast food Oh, gym. yeah, yeah. Now, cameras were there. I think he does that when people aren't looking. He probably does it way more when people aren't looking. He strikes me as that kind of guy. Obviously, there's going to be a camera around once in a while. You know, he doesn't need, but he doesn't need to be seen is what I'm saying. But people do it all the time. Like, like this. This is why I'm really timid about social media, because it would be so easy for me to go online. I could use my gimpiness all day, but I mm. fucking refuse to do it because right. you know I refuse to do it. It's just right. There's no. It's, it's not. It has to be genuine. It has to be. That's just like anything. You don't want. Anyone that's what to I. See. Yeah. See. Ah, there's so much I want to say because you just said that. So I'll say it anyway because I don't care. Say it, don't that's what I feel. That's what I well, yeah, we do. That's what I feel about. Um, I'm just gonna say it quick. That's what I feel about. Um, like racial issues and just trying to hold on to this, um, this this narrative where now everything is shifting because it's it's it doesn't become genuine. You, you like I said earlier, is you end up becoming what you hate the most. And so you, you then you put yourself in more pain. It, like empathy means that you put yourself in someone else's shoes, understand it, and then just see it for what it is. Other than actually sympathizing, you end up like, sympathy is Are not believing anti, that you- Anti-racism? Anti-racism, the anti-fragility, anti-racism yeah. is racism. It's anti, it is the opposite of and so it is the same thing. That's the thing. Yep. Positive and negative have to go together. They're they're not opposite from That's each other. That's so true. That is so true. Yeah. So it it well, it's, it's like it's it, well to me. It's frustrating like through this. my perception. Mm-hmm. Well, what what frustrates me and and is is interesting to me, and uh, when you have situations like I've seen people post things and they'll go, oh. This meeting is only open to people of color. I'm like, well, there you go. That's fucking racist right there. Right. And now you got so people of color. Now we're now we're defining it. Okay. To what degree do you have to be colored? How fucked up is that to say? Right. And what classifies as that? You know what I mean? And then it's like, and it's it really is detrimental 
It it really is. It's so it's like you people may be well intentioned, but they don't really see what they're doing. Is they're really just pointing out the differences and highlighting yeah. that. I mean that yeah. isn't that our it's, podcast? <laughs> that's what's and that's what's so, well we we exist in the middle, but that, mm-hmm. but people don't but people need this this they let's go back to the quote from princess bride this once again life is pain and anything you tell anyone tells you differently is selling you something that's Mm -hmm. why the media does it that's Mm -hmm. why it does i saw somebody post about it they were like think about how the media does it's democrat against republican black against Mm -hmm. white men against women that's all they do is oh well this is unfair this is unfair this is unfair this is unfair oh you got it over me you got it over me you got it over me you got it uh, exactly <laughs> so we i think we did that song actually we um, did. so that is interesting because what it does is it keeps people in the suffering mode there isn't really pain i mean there is of course you're gonna have pain so it's like where you say like oh people get killed and people get people get murdered all the time it sucks that's that's pain if you want to call it that but, but the but suffering. Does it suck? I mean, well, uh, I can't really say. That's really heavy, actually. To, to think about. Everybody dies, but, but not everybody lives. So that's true. But what I what I, my point is, I'm getting at is mm-hmm. that it is a it is when you push the suffering, you're you're that's where people kind of stay engaged mm-hmm. because there's a problem to solve. Don't yeah. think about your own personal issues. Here's an issue you got to really deal with. But see, that's why people that actually kind of think for themselves and actually observe what's going on and what real issues are and see them, that's why they're outside of that. Because they go, yeah, that's, that is kind of an issue, but there's a much bigger one. Or, you know, a much more, re- here's the real issue in this and that. And, well, I think it's, a, it's, an, it's, it's an evaluation thing where a person mm-hmm. like that has evaluated themselves individually as well as their collective point of view and said, there's more to this. And then they move forward or moved into a perception that they have not encountered yet. Let's not even say move forward. It's, oh, I see a few things that I have not acknowledged or been a part of, so let me engage in this. Y'all can have all this shit. I've learned a lot from this. Like you, Sometimes there are things that you can just override because it's like, oh, everybody's done this shit already, so why the fuck do I need to engage? Because if I engage, all, all you're looking for is for me to do the same thing. You're not looking for me to do the next thing. You want the same right. shit. Because right. once I introduce the next, then you're going to be like, that's not what I wanted. I wanted the same well, thing. I wanted you to agree. So if you actually think about what you just said and what we've done is we've made a complete circle. As we because always do. we made it from a personal thing to a societal thing where mm-hmm. people rather stick in the suffering because it's familiar, because it's easier than looking on the inside and doing the hard work and the hard work it 
it is hard work being happy. Like when people, yeah. you know, or, or, or seeing a solution, people don't want, they don't really want a solution. People just be, because people want to be miserable, which I mean, sometimes it's, it is what it is. It's not always a bad thing, but, but it gives people an excuse to not improve themselves. So when people push things like anti-racism and shit, and they think they're really doing this holy work that, that really is not going anywhere. They're, they're basically saying, look at what all of you are doing. Look at what all of you are doing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, because by the way, these people aren't racist. I don't think they are, but what they're doing is they're, it's, it's almost like they're scared Mm -hmm. and they're like, no, I'm making a, no, no. I'm not. No. Well, it's come. It's it, think about it. The only way that you can change something that is uh, familiar is to introduce an unfamiliar. And the unfamiliar is usually the opposite of the familiar. That, that's the easy thing. It's harder to introduce something completely different than what you perceive as as the opposite. Yeah. Well, I I, I, mean, I think that I think it is. If any sort of like anti-racist agenda is like to uh, pit people in groups, and basically that's kind of what it does. It just says, well, you don't understand these people, and they've been through such and such. Like now, you've already just put everybody in a box. So you took them out of one box and put them in another. I go, yeah, but this box is it. Shut the fuck up and sit down and just make friends and be a better person and. You know, but that's the other thing is, once again, expectations. Like, you really expect that everybody with a, a certain pigmentation has the mm-hmm. same life experience? How fucking ignorant is that? Well, it is unknown until it's known. So we can call it whatever it is, but it is unknown until it's known. So our perception of something that is not known to one person, our arrogance says it's ignorant. But that's what I'm saying. You're just gonna find out over right. time that every like that's what Twitter shows us is there's literally there's for seven billion people there's seven billion experiences and ways mm-hmm. of thinking. Even though so you can't put I mean, anyone. I don't think the seven billion people on Twitter, but there's well, enough. I'm in, I'm in the there's world. A few sorry, there's a few billion. Yeah, that's true. That's and they true. all follow Justin Bieber. And even that concept of. Well, I, one thing that I will say before we go is even in as individuals and as a society, a culture, a civilization, uh, a, a race, a humanity, we should all agree that it only takes one thing that we chose not to acknowledge at first. And then we finally acknowledge it, and then we all adapt to it. So everything is alien until we make it part of us. Just remember that. Everything is alien until we make it part of us. So, And all it takes is one person or, or, or a group of people to acknowledge that something is different. And at first, we will not welcome it because we're not sure of it but then eventually we still have to acknowledge that now we acknowledge it so it will be part we will make it 
our existence. We will adapt to it. Everything. I mean, everything. Those that don't, you got an easy way out. It's called death. Um, those that do, you got a challenge and it's going to be hard, but you'll make it your own. You'll learn from it. So for all of us variants, Godspeed and stay, stay young. young. <laughs>